I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Alexandra West. And this is Andrea Sibisati from the Faculty of Horror. And you're listening to See You Next Wednesday. The episode 86 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on October 30th, 2013. This is the last episode before Halloween. My name is Dan Gorman. I don't have to count to know I'm worth a billion. You know what? Bigger (laughs) number. I'm worth a gillion. (laughs) My name is Casey Lyons. Capitalism is the only way moves our country forward. So it makes America great, and England okay, and France terrible. <laughs> I'm Greg Legro. What, 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 what are you doing here? What, lady? Put your clothes back on. You can't do this to me. <laughs> what if your husband walk in? I'm right here, wink. I'm sorry. I love your show, but I've got to kill you both with this machine gun. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. Ah, oh, 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 I feel, I feel so, so very, very weird. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Sorry, Christ. I had to jump in on that. That delighted me to no end. Oh, my God. Outrageous. Sorry, oh, it had to happen. Yeah. Oh, shit. We got so much to talk about on our Halloween episode. It's not going to be too Halloween-y themed, but we'll get no. a little bit of uh, stuff, I'm assuming, off mm-hmm. the top. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a cereal swap later where we put all of the cereal mascots together in a fight to the death. Yeah. And uh, also later we'll play some film roulette and talk about The Counselor. Mm-hmm. Greg and I went and saw that. We'll tell you if it's any good. And Casey stayed at home all alone and cried to Bicentennial Man. <laughs> I'm assuming he shed a single tear. You'll you'll find out uh, yeah. later that that's not too far off from the truth. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's coming up later in Film Roulette, but first we'll talk about a bunch of stuff off the top. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. A bunch of stuff. Uh, mm. What do you guys have? Because I have some stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have a two. I have uh, one Halloween-related thing, yeah. another sort of horror-related thing that can yeah. tie in, but what do you guys have? I've got what? some horror stuff, too. Okay. Yeah. So we'll hit those up. Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of... Uh, uh, I did a little uh, summer blockbuster catch-up night. Oh, oh cool. Right. That'll be I'm good. I'm very curious. Yeah. 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 So, Greg, what are, you t- what are you saying? We'll start with some horror stuff. Yeah. I watched VHS 2. Oh, oh. I've seen that. I know you have. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah he said he watched it, too. Good night, yeah. folks. Oh. No. Um, so, I, okay, VHS 1, I liked some of, a lot. 
and some not at all. I liked almost none of it except for one yeah. thing. Okay, that's, that's, that's kind of how I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but there was potential, and I kind of liked yeah. what they were trying to do. My, my biggest problem was much of it had nothing to do with being VHS. Oh, so yeah. Like, don't call it VHS when it's just home security camera. Yeah. Which is usually digital. Yeah. And don't make it today if you want to call it VHS. Set also, it in the 80s or something. Yeah. I was really, that bothered yeah, me bothered me the fucking first one. And I was, so I was really hopeful about VHS, too. Heard bad things from you. Heard really good things from other people. Yeah. So I was like, what will it be? Mostly really bad things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, like this one even more. It's like they're trying to be like, we're not using tapes at all. Except yeah. we're in our stupid wraparound story that doesn't make any sense. I know. Ugh. Um, so, so let's go through it. Let's go through it. So after the wraparound segment that makes no sense. Right. Well, it makes an iota That's more sense. That's the only sense. place you see VHS tapes. Yeah. Is a I girl th- watching tapes that are, because everyone takes their webcam footage and puts it on a VHS uh, tape always. for storage, yeah. right? That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. For storage. Well, it's so easy to do, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't involve me going and finding some weird cord that is yeah. hard to find. Yeah. And we all have our VCRs still. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I do. You I do. Yeah, yeah. You, have, you have like five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like that the the wraparound like had a little bit more sense to it, where it was yeah, like it was better than the first wraparound. It had an idea. In it wasn't. I there was some like, oh, what's going on in the background? Yeah. Something's gonna happen. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, first so, segment is uh, about is a dude who gets an eye transplant right. kind of thing. Eye transplant guy. It's like body parts with an eye almost. Right. So you're like, seeing through his eye. He's got a yeah. new eye, and it, so but the company. Like a, a a people eye or a bionic it's eye? It's like a, yeah, it's kind of like a bionic eye. It's yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. seeing everything from kind of like the yeah. eyes. It's camera. like a prototype, so he's essentially getting it for free. But they're gonna, it's gonna record yeah. everything just for their data and research and stuff like that. And he's like, "What about my private time?" They're like, "Look, they're, they're not oh, gonna yeah. just give this to you. They want to see you poop." Yeah, you know. So. <laughs> What, what, and then I was also like, Sign so this eye is recording sound, too? Yeah, that yeah. seems extravagant. <laughs> <laughs> and highly unnecessary. Yeah. I want to hear him poop. Can't just look at it. Um, so with his eye, he starts seeing ghosts in his apartment. And then a girl comes over to tell because she's got bionic ears. Yeah. And she can hear ghosts. And what? Then, then she bangs him. For no reason. Yeah. She's just like, like there. all of a sudden there's these ghosts coming and she's been and there one, for a little one while. Of, one of them is her uncle. Yeah. And he's standing outside. He's like, oh, God, there's a guy out there. She's like, it's my uncle. Don't worry. Bang me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she fucks him in front of her yeah. uncle's ghost. And there's no, she's basically like, shh, don't pay attention yeah. to them. We'll fuck. And I was like, is that, does that make the ghosts go away? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's just for no reason. No reason at all. Yeah. Except for get your boobs out if you want to be in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Come on down. Pop the top. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, if you now, if you see ghosts, the more you see or hear them, the stronger they become yeah. in fucking with you. So, you know, they drown her and they kill him. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, but he first he has to carve the knife or the carve the uh, eye out yeah. of his head with a knife. Yeah. Cause crazy. And then one of the ghosts shoves the eye down his throat. Yeah, whoa. cause whoa. <laughs> Shoves yeah. the eye down his own throat or down? No, yeah, down the guy's throat. Oh, okay. Not the yeah. ghost like, I'll take this. Are you going to eat that? <laughs> you see my stomach now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, <clears throat> almost a good idea with the eye cam. Terribly stupid. Terribly <laughs> stupid. And I, right away, I was like, oh, oh man. no. Now, does that go from there to the... Right into Bicycle Guy. Bicycle Guy. Yeah, which also, is another... 
head cam. Like, yeah. it's the same kind of footage. Like, whoa, my hands are in the shot. From the director of Blair Witch Project. Right. I feel like there's only so many things they can do to incorporate the camera itself, mm-hmm. which seems to ultimately be the goal. Yeah, it's like... Uh, Strap it on his head. Put yeah, it in his right? eyeball. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mouth cam. Yeah. yeah. Um... And then who is editing these things together? Because a lot of them have there's more than one cam. Yeah. So yeah. someone edited all of their uh, uh, cams from their computer yeah. and their bicycle onto a VHS tape. Yeah. Like, this is gonna, only going to look good here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, <clears throat> to that point, I'll, I'll spoil a little bit. I, I saw Bobcat Goldthwaite's found footage movie, mm-hmm. and, and he talked afterwards, it, and he and he brought that up. He said he, like tried to not have very many edits in his movie because he wanted it to be like you're just watching the garbage on the tape yeah and he was just like because i always thought it was funny like somebody found this tape it was like oh you know i'm sorry for your tragedy that like everyone in your family was murdered but i think there's a story here like, i'll edit it together maybe sort of the tragic loss of your family members but it really drags in the middle yeah. can so. we do a reshoot yeah <laughs> yeah so and and that's yeah fuck this one with the bike was just there's no idea to this short no, other no. than we put a thing on his head now he's a zombie yeah 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 and was it in like uh, ABC's of death there's a like I don't know if the person's a zombie or what some kind of monster wasn't there person. like a vampire it's all one? from their perspective yeah. which is essentially the same idea yeah and now I'm gonna oh, say oh the vampire one yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was it vampire yeah, yeah I, guess I think so, so. you know yeah because they ripped out his teeth and yeah shit. yeah right right right. So somebody else already did this. I know. Dumb idea. And you're done it again. And you're doing it some more. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, and it only exists to be like, he's being chased through the woods by zombies, and then now he's going to eat somebody's gut so the camera will go in the guy's gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not scared. I know. I'm just like... Bored. Well, how long do I have to watch this? This. And then the zombie's taking phone calls. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what? His phone rings. So he takes the call. Yeah, isn't it like his he girlfriend? Presses his... <laughs> and then, and then, isn't it his girlfriend and she's yeah. like, come fuck me or something? Totally. Like at the, at the beginning of yeah, the thing, yeah. he, she's like, what are you doing in the woods? And he's, he's like, like I'm, I'm, a... I'm riding my bike. She's like, you ride that bike more than you ride me. Yeah, and just like, oh, no. God, what <laughs> are we doing? Is this, is this what we yeah. got, guys? Anyway, so there's that segment. Then the next segment, oh, let me get these in order. Uh, okay. Safe Haven? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's the cult one. The cult one. I yeah. liked that one. <laughs> well, yeah, there's I, a ghost in that I like stuff about that one. I like stuff about it. I didn't like it overall, but it was definitely the one people seem to latch on to most. Yeah, it's it's got some really intense imagery in yeah. it. Yeah. Too many cameras. Yeah. Too but, you know, hey, you know what? It's too bad you put this small half thought out idea of this into this shitty little movie yeah. instead of just getting a bunch of cameras and putting some money together and making a cool crazy fucking cult movie yeah. cuz the imagery is there. Yeah, there was something there that could have been great. I did yeah. I did think there was moments in that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to spoil that one. It's probably the best one. Yeah. Uh so, but yeah, I don't have anything shitty really to say about it, except for the last shot is kind of like... there. Okay, there's two things I'll say with that aren't spoilery. Everyone remembers the scene in The Blair Witch where she's got the booger. Yeah. Okay, well, this, there's a guy who's like, <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> and it's horrific. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear the rest of this. <laughs> no, yeah, just watch for yourself. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, right, was... Yeah, is there the last J- one or is there two more? Uh, 
There's the one by Canadian. Uh, yeah, Jason director. Eisner. Yeah, and I kind of like that one. Too. I thought that was my again. It was the final short. I thought it was like they saved the best one for last. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was just the only one that was fun. The only one that was entertaining. Yeah, yeah, and I I thought it was well shot. I uh, like that it had a dog cam. Yeah, that was the dog is on like a skateboard at one point. <laughs> But the sound editing and the lighting in yeah. that one, really strong. The aliens look kind of creepy. Totally They don't creepy. show them too much. No, no. And the way they, the, how they show them is abrupt. And yeah. Like, whoa, what's bleh? Yeah. <laughs> it's, they, they strap a, ca- it's like a bunch of kids having a sleepover. Yeah. And they strap a camera to their dog because they think it's funny. And then like an alien invasion happens. So then everything's kind of like the dog running around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the movie should not be called VHS. It should be called Things We Strapped a Camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, because none of these movies involve a VHS tape in any way. No. Right. And this kind of like throws the whole thing out the window. Yeah. Which is a little yeah. troubling. My whole thing with the first one was like, why did, Why is every – they put a tape in, and then why am I watching animal – like widescreen academy – like yeah, <laughs> academy know, ratio? like this isn't – Like full fucking anamorphic fucking Spend widescreen. a little time on the idea. Center it around VHS tapes. Oh, also, so are all, did all these things happen? Is is that what I'm supposed to believe too? Yeah, these tapes yeah. are real, so there was an alien invasion that these two people who yeah. are watching these tapes don't know about, <laughs> or the devil arrived, yeah. or a zombie outbreak happened, yeah. and they're all like, <sighs> "It's been a crazy it's couple just, years, yeah, you guys. Right? or a week or two." I would, apparently, yeah, they, they're just like, "Oh, whatever." Like, yeah, they they watch one, they're like, "Zombie outbreak, whatever." I saw the devil last week in yeah. real life. <laughs> I actually saw it. Yeah. That's actually, I never thought about that. Yeah, it was very, very bothersome. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like there was five. Was it only four? I can't remember. Uh, so I'm going to look at it here for a second. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, and, the, and the whole, yeah, the wraparound story, I, it doesn't I don't go entirely anywhere. know what was happening. Yeah, it's like basically there's a private investigator who's bre- like breaking into people's houses and stuff and he like to find information or something. Yeah. Something along those something lines. like that. And he <laughs> breaks into a house and finds all the VHS tape. Right. Um, but I kept thinking it was going to lead somewhere, you know, and it was just like the last one where they break into the house and find all these things. Just so- something dumb happens at the end, and it's not – it doesn't make any sense. I just kind of thought like, oh, you had a setup there. He's going around, and he, this is his job to break into houses and stuff, so at least you have a reason for them to be there. The first one was just like kids smashing light bulbs and stuff, and then yeah. someone was like, get these tapes for me, kids. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Sure, we will. <laughs> and for, first of all, watch them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I guess yeah. there wasn't a one, another one. It was, I don't know. It just felt like there was more crap in there. Yeah. <laughs> than I actually said. Yeah, it was awful. But yeah, I just, I don't know. You know, if you're going to bother to call it VHS, yeah. just maybe have it be about that. Yeah. Or set it in like the time it, period when people use those. That yeah. would be fun, wouldn't or, it? Or yeah. what, if every, <laughs> what if every tape was kind of like a relic from the 90s or something? And uh, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I, a long time ago, it, I saw a short film on YouTube which purported to be shot from like a VHS tape, and it was these two like burnout teenagers and i don't know if you would call it a short film but it was a youtube video it was like 15 minutes long and it was just like footage of these two burnout teenagers like driving around drinking beer listening to the dead milkman and like all this crazy stuff and they get all like like fucked up and they end up climbing this like radio tower at the end and then like the camera falls and you're led to believe it just kind of ends and you're led to believe like this is real footage of these kids that 
died because they got all fucked up and dr- thing. And it was like really effective because it was all shot VHS style. It had like the mm. little like flashing. You haven't set the date right in the bottom corner. Yeah, it was right. like, what if like every video was something like that? Like a yeah. weird story from that's like always what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, know? that's what the fucking title would lead you to believe. <laughs> like, and it's not difficult. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It was a. It was. Yeah. Maybe well, the Canadian, uh, yeah, probably did the best job. Yeah. So again, that. Go <laughs> Canada. Yep. Um, so what Halloweeny stuff did you watch? Okay. Dan? Well, super quick, I'll say I saw some more movies that after Dark Film Festival. I'm only going to talk about two again, really quick, because they're the ones that I liked. Yeah. Uh, I saw a movie called Cheap Thrills, which stars Sarah Paxton and Pat Healy from The Innkeepers. Cheap Thrills. Oh. Cheap Thrills. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to Doug Loves movies. Ah, uh, yeah. Um. And it also stars Dave Koechner, and uh, this is a movie that's kind of it's it's directed by a guy who edited and wrote a, a lot of other horror movies. Actually, I'm not sure if he edited, but he used to write horror movies. Um, and he's this is his first film. It's kind of a it's not really a horror film as much as is like a thriller, dark, dark, dark comedy about the haves and the have-nots. It's kind, it's a very class divide film. It's about these guys, Ethan Embry and Pat Healy run into Sarah Paxton and Dave Koechner, who are this rich couple kind of throwing their money around on uh, Sarah Paxton's birthday. And it basically becomes a series of one-up bets, like who can slap that stripper's ass or who can throw a dart at this $50 bill or hang up on your girlfriend and I'll give you $100. And it just kind of becomes like more and more depraved and more and more insane because both Ethan Embry and Pat Healy are down on their luck. Uh, one of them lost their job. The other guy is kind of like on the streets uh, doing like illegal stuff for money. Like uh, he's a criminal, just like beating people up and stuff. And it's just really funny, really dark. And it, and and there's a cool morality play at the center of it that it doesn't hammer home too much. I mean, mm. it's pretty obvious, but it just goes really off the rails crazy but it's always funny and always entertaining and i felt like it didn't lose sight of being like now i'm just gonna preach my morality tale at you about like like the class divide and these people have the money and they want it and american dream and stuff but it it was still funny and entertaining let me ask you this because uh i found uh, like it sounds somewhat similar to very bad things yeah where it's just a series of escalating of like just hapless people yeah like escalating a thing like are the characters likable because that was i think where where very bad things falls down yeah. everyone's you like have a skis to bag really that. save the cat at the beginning of the movie um, or else the characters are just like well these are just shitty people doing shitty things i would say pat healy plays like the everyman kind of pr- pretty well right. and i would say that you're not always rooting for them because they're doing eventually pretty insane things right but i think I think I would say it leans further away from very bad things where where that's kind of sh- like crazy and, right. and 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 depraved in a sense where you're just like you're just all losers. Where it's like, well, I don't like you these people, so whatever yeah. happens to them, I don't care. I think both of them have a different type of uh, of, of desperate need in terms of Ethan Embry, who like you know is a criminal, like breaking the law, breaking people's legs for drug money and stuff. Yeah, he and, can't hardly wait to break people's legs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and Pat Healy is kind of like the everyman struggling to provide for his family. I think there's an, there's at least a kernel there of that. I don't think that they're likable because they're doing insane things. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I know I really liked it and I think it's worth checking out. And cool. and I also saw Willow Creek, Bobcat Goldthwaite's yeah. 
uh, foray into found footage, right. and it was awesome. I was yeah. so happy to hear that. Yeah, That's great news. I'm I think excited. his best movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because all of his movies, I've kind of like Sleeping Dogs Lie wasn't very good. Um, what was the one after that World's was World's Greatest, Greatest Dad. Dad was. I liked it, but I also didn't love it. And mm. then I thought God Bless America was kind of a letdown. It was kind of ha- a good idea, just beaten to the ground. Yeah, there were elements of it I really liked. Yeah. But it was a little heavy-handed. Yeah. And and so Willow Creek takes the found footage movie and brings it back to what makes it actually scary, which is, like, the humanity of it. Like, there's a 20-minute a unbroken shot of them in their uh, tent and there's something outside their tent, and they don't know if it's Bigfoot or, Bigfoot or if it's just a regular bear. And you just watch these people react in human ways mm-hmm. to these crazy sounds. And it's so tense and scary. Sweet. It, you don't need somebody running around with a camera the whole time. Like, they right. do that. It's it's There's some shaky cam stuff of them running around. But for the most part, it, it avoids that. It, it's really funny for the first stretch. And then once they're in that tent, it's kind of like, holy shit. It really, really works. I All think right. it's the best found footage movie in a long time. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I would yeah, say. I can't wait to see that. Definitely thing. see it. Right on. You, it really benefits from having characters that you're like, I wouldn't even care if this turned into a horror movie. They're just like really funny, personable people. I mean, the guy's kind of like a douchey guy in a little way, but he's like making a movie about Bigfoot, and he's kind of like an idiot, but he's a likable idiot, yeah. and they just have a really good chemistry. Lots of laughs, and then when things get creepy and scary, it totally works. Cool. Definitely see that. Yeah, got to see that. Awesome. And uh, my last thing is the other night, Sunday, I went to the Royal for an event called the Halloween Horror Remix. They took three movies and a bunch of other stuff and just chopped it up. They remixed it, took all the movies and shortened them. So you're basically watching like three short films of just the most funny, ridiculous shit. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you saved a bunch of time instead of watching these movies <laughs> in the whole, <laughs> as a whole. And then they had like sock puppets come up on screen and like comment on the movie after. It was a thing that uh, usually plays at the Alamo Draft House. Right. And they're bringing it to the Royal. There's a bunch of them. They're all themed. There's one that's like about animals they're going to do. And uh, it was so much fun. Is it, was, it the same people who put it on? Like, yeah. It's the same production? Absolutely. That, that it's literally Alamo? like it literally started... In Austin, I think, as somebody was making tapes for their parties. Mm-hmm. They just, like, cut a bunch of movies down and added a bunch of other stuff and then would p- play them at their parties. Huh. And now it's, like, sort of touring around. This was the first time they showed them out of the States. If they if they do end up doing more at the Royal, I suggest everybody goes. It was basically free. Cool. cool. For five bucks, you got in, and then you got $5 worth of snacks. Wow, great. <laughs> so yeah, it was so much fun. I found this movie called Hollow Gate, which was one of the worst things I've ever seen. I showed Greg a clip from it. Yeah, uh, I don't know that that scene where those happy dogs rip that guy. I know there's like a scene sweet. where golden retrievers tear a guy apart, and you're just like, they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Their tails are just yeah. a wagon. Yeah, it's fucking incredible movie. I need to see it in its entirety. But yeah, yeah. definitely look at the uh, check out the Royal schedule and see if they're going to do more of these horror remixes because mm-hmm. it was fucking amazing and that's that's my halloween stuff yeah cool yeah well i had a uh like i said i had a little catch-up um week here on the the summer blockbusters that i missed so yeah. i watched uh specific rim job <laughs> i watched man of steel yeah uh-huh. and i watched the heat oh, okay mm-hmm. yes yeah i gotta say i really liked man of steel yeah um i understand all the problems with it and everything but at the end of the day it's just a really enjoyable watch 
Like I, I, uh, I, yeah, I can see that removed from the hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of felt that way on my first watch of it. Like I, I was like, there's things I, it was fun to watch, but I had major problems with it. Yeah, and I like the world they've set up. And I watched it again. It was on YouTube for like a couple hours uh, a week ago or so and I rewatched I saw my my second time through okay. and I, I really the fun is kind of uh-huh. taken away from it because I really like the tone of the first half and then when it becomes that other movie halfway through like yeah. the, you know all the shots are different the editing style is different the the, the method of storytelling changes and I, so I knew that that was coming which made me not enjoy the first half as much as I did the first mm-hmm. time around but it's not you know it's not the worst you, so you but just kind Casey, of, I think the next time you try to watch it, will it probably or maybe be don't, lesser, don't yeah, ever, or don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed it. I feel no uh, uh, compulsion to watch it again. I liked yeah. what I saw. It was a little draggy at points, and there was yeah. a lot of really stupid shit, like that helmet on uh, on Amy Adams' head when she goes into the spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty hilarious. Well, yeah. No, you and I were uh, talking about all the. I kind of. I don't know. I kind of. Um. Like I thought he was great. Yeah, and I and thought he was the story good. itself was really great. And and honestly, like there were some really cool shots. Mm-hmm. Um. It was better than Sucker Punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you if I was to go, I don't know, if I was to go back and not see it in theaters and then wait a really, like really long time, I could just be like, I'm going to watch this. Things are going to blow up. Yeah. And I'm going to That's have, exactly like, how I watch yeah. it. And, and I will agree that Michael Shannon really dropped the fucking ball. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't given that much to do. No, but then but... when he's not given that much to do, he tends to go way over the top. Yeah. Which... Maybe for the reality of, of what Zack Snyder was trying to do, that wouldn't have been good. But what this did, I think, ultimately was serve to make me very interested in seeing the the new one. Sure. Okay. Um, and, and made me kind of go like, yeah, I can see how Ben Affleck is going to fit Batman into this world. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and I think it'll at least be interesting, if not good. Yeah, which is yeah. which is ultimately, I guess, what uh, Man of Steel was. Yeah, just really interesting, <laughs> if not if not a great. A movie. lot of things that don't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and a lot of stuff where I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was a thing. And then I watched Pacific Rim Job, and that was a lot of fun. Did you yeah. get that guy? It's got like big monsters, really big <laughs> monsters, and really giant big. robots too. Yeah. So that was great. Everything else was a fucking load. Yeah. That movie sucked. I know. That movie sucked, but I might watch it again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. See, I would watch that again. Because watch it again. Because it looked the... so, yeah, yeah. Just, I'll, you know, skim through to the fights. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what I'll, yeah. yeah. Somebody probably... needs to, yeah. yeah. Charlie Hunnam uh, is terrible. Yeah. It, it felt to me, it, oh my God. Like I said to Craig after I watched it, um. There were so many nondescript blonde guys in it that I just kept forgetting who was who. Um, I feel like there's a 45-minute supercut of that movie, or even shorter, mm, that it would just be like wall-to-wall awesome. There didn't need to be... Well, there wasn't a lot of plot in yeah. the movie or anything, but but the really stretched out points oh, of the yeah. plot Jesus. were completely unnecessary. Well, well they send uh, Charlie Day to... Uh, they send him uh, like overseas or whatever, right? Like, yeah. where he goes to like in search of that uh, whatever it is that he goes the brain or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. And and the entire time that you spend with him ends up being like null and void later, where they yeah. just end up being like, oh, this is what it is or whatever. Yeah, I can't yeah. Remember yeah. That, that pissed me specifics. off a lot. Yeah, it was so. And, and also Charlie Day, like I genuinely like. Oh, he's Charlie great. Day, but oh, yeah. all he was doing was fucking playing Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. yeah. Like, which uh, I was, I was like. At least there's something yeah. in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is great and everything, but but I'm like, 
I don't know. Like, I wanted to see him more integral and not just the For wacky. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. see him, like, put in a better performance. Again, yeah. there was so much potential with this movie and, to and really would be think something. That in the hands yeah. of Guillermo Gear, Gear del Toro, that's what would have happened. Yeah. It was, like, a really well-thought-out action yeah, movie yeah, about yeah. big monsters and big robots. Yeah. yeah. But, I was stunned at how empty it was. Yeah, like, I, totally. I, I never I said, saw that coming, how empty it, felt, it was going it to be. It felt so much like uh, Roland Emmerich. Family. Absolutely. I feel like there was a lot of influence on uh, del Toro to make, like, a movie that adhered a lot to stuff like anime and manga yeah. and sure. that those kind of like plots and that kind of dialogue and I feel like that's what doesn't translate to American yeah, style the characters of filmmaking. Were super blocky. Like yeah. like there's like oh, I'm an Australian and I don't like you. Well, I'm an Australian and I do like yeah. you. And I'm not and I'm not and to, to clarify, I'm not saying that every anime and every manga has that kind of storytelling, but I felt I felt like Oh Taking yeah, taking that it and mashing like, it, it in. Like none Taylor of the performances Moon. were big enough to be like how they are in the, in the, yeah. in the animes. You know, the, the characters are blown out of proportion and yeah. really kind of wacky. And if they had gotten actors who were willing to try to do that or try to stay awake, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, everyone Man. was so bored in this so movie. So bored. Yeah. And and I I mean, you guys kind of covered this pretty well on uh, uh, when we originally watched or when you originally watched it, but. Um, it, like I don't even know if it's an intentionally misogynistic movie. I can't yeah, really yeah. say that, but oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. The first time a girl shows up, she's too fucking dumb to, to yeah. drive a robot. Yeah, and or no, not necessarily too dumb. She's just too emotional. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. like girls. Yeah. Are. yeah, and then when they let her drive it, it's like, oh, yep. Her lady emotions, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, she yeah. can't fucking do it. And he's like, and, and but it takes a strong man to yeah. realize that. That because she's such an emotional woman, he'll have to teach her how yeah. to really do it. <laughs> and then there's that there was that oh, whole scene where where so she off-putting. proves herself as a fighter, and then Charlie Hunnam is like, "Stand aside, I'll beat up this guy who's bothering you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, she just whipped your ass yeah. all up and down the fucking training uh, field or whatever, and now yeah, it's like, like "Okay, honey, that was very good." Now, yeah. <laughs> and it is pretty crazy that no woman even. Speaks Speaks in this movie for the first like yeah. 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, it's then she insane. shows up, and then there's another woman who has one line. Yeah. Which is like, uh, and she's a robot driver too. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. They don't really get that. Then the only other woman story. who speaks is like some lady off camera while Charlie Day is trying to do stuff. It's yeah. like, hey, it's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah isn't that a guy with a. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that's a terrible movie that Just I will watch again. Sudden, what a bummer. Yeah, I'll, again, yeah, I'll totally watch that giant, again. Giant, giant ass great robots. Like the robots and monsters look so good. Yeah, oh, like, good. The language surrounding everything with them is so fun and well yeah. thought out. Like, why did you spend all of this time on that and nothing on a story? Yeah, I know. Or seeking uh. out actors. Or I mean, Idris Elba's in there and he does the best he can do with terrible oh, yeah, know, but oh, leftover yeah. lines from Independence Day. <laughs> Even he just seems really bored. Yeah. And usually he's somebody who can take shit and make it at least yeah, yeah. presentable. Totally. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so God. yeah. So then the final movie. I, oh uh, yeah, you uh, saw the Heat. Yeah, I watched yeah. the Heat, and uh, <laughs> and I have heard nothing but great things about this movie from literally everyone else but you. Two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which means we are the only three people who know what's up. Yeah. That movie <laughs> fucking sucks. Because I watched is it the again. Fucking worst. Yeah. yeah. I watched it again. What a letdown. Why? I, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I was in I was in Peterborough with my parents okay, and my brother, right, and they right. hadn't seen it, and so it was kind of just like. What like just looking for something easy to watch? Yeah, yeah. So and I and I maintain that there is funny stuff in there. It's just fuck. I almost like like I found that all of the funny stuff that was in there um, was Melissa McCarthy, and it seemed like Melissa McCarthy riffing. 
Yeah, no. there's you know, so much it's ripping. Paul, it's Paul Feigen. He tends to like let people do that. I think. Yeah. Um, or I've heard interviews with him saying that that uh, that he took that approach with this movie specifically. Yeah. Um. Oh God! And but I found her her character to be completely nondescript. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she was just a kind of a bitch who just went around being a bitch all yeah, the time yeah. and and like you can't you don't have to try and force a joke into every scene no like the great action comedy stuff from the 80s yeah. like lethal weapon and beverly hills cop and 48 hours were all cop stories that had a funny guy in them or and you know fish out of water stuff yeah and not every scene is funny yeah but because when it's time they had be funny, a story to rely on. on yeah a story this movie did no, not no, have no. a story no. whatsoever and it pissed me off that Paul Feig talked about that so I know much. Like, and oh, all, I researched every, all these movies yeah. you gotta before, have a yeah. great dynamic story before you saw any movie at Cineplex at a Cineplex theater in Canada it was like I yeah I you know you gotta have a, like all those movies had yeah. funny Thanks people for in, lying to me Paul Feig yeah. about ever well, seeing any of those movies uh, you know what I actually don't necessarily blame Paul Feig I blame Katie Dippold yeah uh, I, I think she wrote a really amateurish script yep. that they tried to save through improv yeah. yeah yeah like that but but you can you can tell like the skeleton of the script is just weak as fuck oh man and. You know, Dan Back at all, I guess, was the one who played um, the albino guy, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and he was all right. Uh-huh. Uh, well, yeah, I actually really liked uh, Christopher, what's his name from Mad TV? Oh, Chris, Michael McDonald. Uh, Michael, Michael McDonald? Mc- yeah, yeah, sorry. I Michael liked McDonald. him, too. I yeah. didn't. I didn't think he had anything. I to thought do. it was like nice to see him again, actually being funny. Yeah, and he, something. he had, I don't remember what it was, but he had like the best line of the movie. I remember I laughed the hardest at something he said. Mm-hmm. Um, or I, the only time I laughed out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the think, Campbell's Soup thing. Yeah. Yes. yes. That was pretty funny. I, and, yeah. you, and I feel like that was just him. Like, yeah. That was oh, just him sure. looking at Melissa McCarthy and fucking yeah. nailing it. I think, yeah. Well, like, this movie needed more of a plot that wasn't just, there's a drug shipment we have to figure out. Mm-hmm. And then also it needed less... Because I think you're right in terms about trying to save this movie with like improv and and and, and Paul Fig kind of doing his best, but I feel like they left too much of that on screen. Like I felt like yeah. there were scenes like the opening with uh, but Buster Blue. What Bluth. could they do? Like what else could they do? <laughs> yeah, Sorry, you, but yeah, I, I, but I, I mean like there were scenes that like went on far past the point of you get it. You know what I mean? Like there was a scene with uh, Tony Hale the beginning of the movie. Uh, he's kind of like. Be like it's kind of to establish Melissa McCarthy's character, yeah, but then yeah, it yeah. goes on and on and on and on, and then it's a chase and on and on and on. You're Which just is like completely unnecessary. Yeah, like it, you could tell it was a way to thread that little opening comedic yeah. hooker joke yeah. into <laughs> into the ultimate plot because then they find um, uh, the, the the low the low level dealer yeah. guy who's played by yeah. somebody with a weirdo name, um, which I can't remember. But he was pretty, like he was fair. He had a something. couple things that I liked, but. Yeah, it's just like every scene you could tell they shot so much to improv, and then they just yeah. left all the, all of it that wasn't even funny on the screen. Oh my god, there's like that whole that whole scene where they get drunk in the bar together oh, yeah. is painful. Yes. Yes. because it, it just really looks like two people who don't not like each other. Like yeah. it's supposed to be one of these big bonding scenes. Yeah, but it, it seems like they have zero chemistry together whatsoever. And like they're like, ah, we're girls having fun, and we're doing a dance number and stuff that just goes on and on and Ugh. on. 
Oh, what an interminable movie. Like, it's just Ed, terrible. Ed, Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte didn't need a dance scene <laughs> to no. show that their relationship was developing. It was in the script and the story that was being told that you saw through dialogue and performance yeah. that they were starting to warm Listen, up to Listen, Greg. Other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Men don't dance. <laughs> okay? Women hey, I'll dance. dance with you right now if I have to prove our friendship dance. Men Come don't on. dance and women it's don't a... drive giant robots. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, they... Yeah, just, just, some, just some bad. Bad movie bad. watching. Yeah. It was a really shitty summer, man. Yeah, it was really, awful. Really yeah. It wore me down for sure. I feel like the fall is getting better. We're getting like at least sort of a payoff in mm-hmm. fall and holiday season. Fair enough. Well, yeah, like isn't oh, well, fall like more of sort of things. integrity pick? Uh, yeah, season? yeah. Well, that's what it is. Thrillers yeah. and heavy dramas. Yeah, but right now, at least they're doing those right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for the most part. Um, sweet. Yeah, Do we have guess, anything else? No, I think that was Going it. Uh, I feel like I right. did something else. Good little chunk off the top. Well, I wanna. I I need guidance. Okay. Oh I've yes. Before TV. we get to film roulette. Yes. Right. So just you know, I've been. I I, uh, I enjoy watching garbage television, as right. we all know. And we have had we have had a fair amount of people asking when you know Prison Break Corner or a, something comparable is right. going to come back. So I'm watching a lot of garbage TV trying to fill this out, and I felt like I was there, like I had the show. But then mm-hmm. I watched something else. I got curveballed last night. Yeah. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to watch. Well, maybe you guys let me know what you want to yeah, hear well, let's, about. Let's take this to the listeners. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you guys let me know. Listeners let me know. What do you want me to waste my time watching? <laughs> because it's either going to be Airwolf, which is about a super helicopter, and they're super pilots. Sweet. Uh, Solving Mysteries. Uh, playing the, the cello. 80s. Uh, from 1984. And yeah. Uh, and, and I thought that was it. I'm like, I'm going to watch Airwolf. Because I watched the rest of the pilot, which is a two-parter. And... And I mentioned uh, the, the the first half of the pilot of Airwolf a few months ago. Yeah, and uh, Air, Air, uh, Stringfellow Hawk is a super pilot, and his buddy is Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> they are they are hired by the government because this guy made Airwolf the super helicopter, and like is going to go give it to the Libyans or something. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, also, sorry, can I just highlight the fact that his name is Stringfellow Hawk? Please, yeah. because, and they say it all the time, and I'm just like, that's the greatest name ever, yeah. Stringfellow Well, Hawk. when you got a name, you got to say it. Right. Oh, yeah. And that kind of so, name. yeah, so he's got to, but the one, the lady who's like come to recruit him, he starts like banging her and stuff like that. And then the beginning Immediately? Of, right away. <laughs> Way to go, Stringfellow. The beginning fellow. of part two of the pilot is he's out on this, on, uh, he lives out in like a cottage in the middle of nowhere because he's in nature. Of course, man. And he's sitting out on his pier playing a cello to eagles. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a bald eagle flying around. And he's playing. Oh, it. I thought you meant he was playing along with the eagles. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That would have made more sense than what happens. Uh, so he, yeah, he's playing cello, staring at the eagle, and the eagle's like flying around him and stuff like that. And she comes out and she's like, "It's beautiful." And he stands up and he, and uh, and she's like, "Do you think it likes the music?" He's like. I play it so it knows that it can come close to me. And then as he cocks his head in and touches her face, so she knows that I won't hurt her. <laughs> and, then, blah. and so they make out, and then his butt, Ernest Borgnine comes home with bags of groceries, and she he goes, lives with them. <laughs> no, he just shows up for food, oh. and and she's like, "Oh, let me help you with those." And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. I prefer the sex is the way God intended them." 
Awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, just let her help with the fucking groceries. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Stringfellow Hawk's like, well, you know, that's, he's from a different time and stuff like that. And then and then <laughs> Ernest Borgnine's like, I need to talk to you out back. He's like, make us two steaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't fucking believe it. He's from a different time. He doesn't understand. <laughs> anyway, make us dinner and take off your pants. <laughs> fucking crazy. And then she's a spy, so she goes undercover to Libya or whatever to try and find Airwolf. They know who she is immediately so they just this guy takes her out into the desert just just to let her like uh, you know cook and uh, die out there and but he's sitting there watching her the whole time Stringfellow hawk finds out about this and then he goes there and he's undercover and he's got a he's flying in with uh with airwolf he's retrieved that and then they found the guy and but she's there and he doesn't have time he's got to catch the guy or save her and he doesn't really do either and then he chases the guy with airwolf and he and the guy's like hiding behind a camel and he shoots rockets at him and blows him up and but she dies. So Stringfellow Hawk is very. He's got a chip on his shoulder now. He's like, I let the woman die. Yeah. And they're like, We know where your long lost brother is. So that's going to be the crux of the show. How they get him to keep doing stuff. I'm like, Well, this show is totally insane. It's really yeah. sexist. It's yeah. It's got a super helicopter. It's and got a guy named night. Stringfellow Hawk. Yeah. And I'm like, Right on. This is the thing to watch. Uh, and, but then last night I couldn't sleep and, uh, I, you know, I have a fancy new laptop and I've got Hulu rolling on that. Sweet. Like, oh, there's TV on here. New TV. And I was like, maybe I'll watch some of those shows Casey was talking about. And then I saw The Blacklist was on there starring James Spader. Yeah. And some other people. James Spader. And so I watched two episodes of that. And that show is about James Spader is this guy who was like a heavy army dude being groomed to be a colonel. Then one day in like 1994, he disappeared. And he's been like an international criminal ever since, selling secrets and being... He isn't like he isn't for country or anything. He's just for profit. So he's like, you know, a mass broker of evil or something or crime. And but now he shows up at like the FBI's office and he's like, I'm here. Let's talk. And they bring him in and he's like, I will only talk to this girl who I've never met before. Who it's her first day on the job. And it's this girl and she's married to this guy who's like a really low rent Ed Norton. And he's really simpy and has glasses. And is like, when are we adopting a baby? And she goes, I got to go to work. And uh, <laughs> so she gets there and James Spader's very cryptic and tells her stuff. And there's this guy they thought there was dead. And he's coming into town to, to kidnap this, uh, this army guy's daughter so yeah. he can blow some stuff up. And it's all a cat and mouse thing, and then she's getting. Then her husband gets attacked by the guy, and then she run, yells at James Spader like, "You're not telling me everything." And then she stabs him in the neck with a pen, and she's hey. like, "I just stuck this pen in your neck. You know, you better tell me stuff." And that kind of really like, there's no reaction from him that there's a pen in his neck, like an inch deep into his neck, and he's like, "Well." I guess we'll talk. And uh, and so she solves the whole thing, but her husband's in a coma. And then she opens up. He's like, do you really know your husband? And she, he knows all this shit about her. I think he's her dad, and she doesn't know it. <laughs> and then she opens up the floor in her place, and she's like, oh, my God, my husband has, like, all these passports and stuff like that and uh, money, and he's somebody else, but he's in a coma, so I can't ask him about it. And then they got to go get uh, – they got to go save Isabella Rosalini because she's busy saving all these immigrants from being prostitutes and stuff like that. But then it turns Turns out that she's the one who's actually making them prostitutes, and, and James Spader's unveiling oh, no. that. And then uh, she he poisons her, but uh, the 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 uh, the lady that uh, the 
the wife whose husband's in the coma, that James Spader's the one, you're the only one I talk to. And she's got to save Isabella Rossellini, who's choking. So she takes a pen and stabs it in her neck. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I've seen two episodes and she keeps stabbing people <laughs> in the neck with pens. That's her thing. Yeah, it is her thing. It's a weird thing to go with. But this show is just full of fake law talk and crazy espionage and who's my dad and I don't know who my husband is and holy bananas TV. Well, yeah. now that seems to me like it's a lot more alongside Prison Break. It, yeah, it reminded me of it. That said, Because everything it a, ends on a bit of a cliffhanger every episode. She's like, dun dun, I've discovered this. Yeah. That said, it could be a big spoiler for people who are actually are watching, actually watching movie it, and... but I'm behind. It's, you know, I mean, it's yeah. out there. If you're watching it, you probably know what's going on. I'll just, you know, I just got to watch them as they come yeah. out. Yeah, right. I've got about five episodes I can catch up on, and then it's just, it's every week I'll watch one. Right. Yeah, and we can spoiler alert it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. see. Yeah, well, we should put something up on the Facebook. Yeah, we'll see what people think. See what yeah. people think. Airwolf. Blacklist. Airwolf versus Blacklist. I don't have time for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Airwolf or neck pen stabbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sexist pilots or neck stabbing. The Sophie's Choice of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime there's a choice between anything, no. I just it's automatically a, go Sophie's to it's a, It's as big of a choice as Sophie's, Sophie's Choice. choice. <laughs> the opening for Airwolf is great. The opening because the song is pretty sweet. I remember from when I was a kid. And, it's, yeah. it, and it has a clip of him playing a cello at a Oh, sweet. Like, yeah, Amazing. Buddy. Fellow hawk. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, we'll so put something up on Facebook. let me know what I should watch, people. Yeah. yeah. We'll take it to the streets yeah. of the internet of our Facebook page. <laughs> um, all right. Well, now we're going to get into film roulette. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Film Relate is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good this week. The two winners went and saw The Counselor, brand new movie in theaters, and the loser has to go see something shitty or something that we've picked on Netflix if there isn't anything out there in theaters we haven't already seen, which happened last week. Casey stayed at home and watched Bicentennial Man, yep. the Robin Williams tearjerker uh, about a <laughs> robot man. <laughs> but the losers get to give the two winners something to listen to for the rest of the week. I lost the previous week, so I gave Casey and Greg a Halloween treat in the form of Freddy's Greatest Hits by the Elm Street Group. Yeah. And we're going to talk about all of that and more, and we'll roll for next week. Mm. So let's get right into it. Greg and I went and saw The Counselor. Yeah. New Ridley Scott film. Yep. Written by, by Cormac, Cormac McCarthy, McCarthy, starring yeah, his first his first original screenplay. Yeah, yeah he's written screenplay. he's written a bunch of scripts, but this was the first one to get made from right. what I read. Yeah, uh, starring every single person in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's in <laughs> here, including Ruben Blades, including John Ruben, Leguizamo. Ruben <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone's in this yeah. thing. Uh, about uh, Michael Fassbender, he plays a unnamed counselor who mm-hmm. decides to get into the drug trafficking ring with his yeah. friend Javier Bardem, facilitated by a middleman played by Brad Pitt. But things go awry as they usually do in mm-hmm. these films, and uh, that sets up a two-hour film that we sat through in theaters. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this, Greg? We were kind of pretty excited. Yeah. The trailers I was like, made this, this director, thing. this writer, this yeah. cast. Yeah. Long. Pretty, pretty cool trailer. Right. 
Um, okay, so how do okay? I know how do we get into this I don't know movie? How to talk about this exactly. So Cormac McCarthy wrote this, so it is uh, full of joy, uh-huh. one-liners. <laughs> There's a goofy little kid that yeah, leads you yeah. through the story. No, it, it is dark. It's bleak. It's yeah. also shrouded in mystery. Yeah. like you really kind of don't have a clear sense of this, what kind yeah. of shit they're doing. It's the, all because that isn't really what the story is. No, the movie doesn't have any interest in telling a drug trap. Story. No. The movie's interested in these characters, the weight of their situation, right. their decisions, what that brings and about. Where they're emotionally, scene by scene. Life, kind of. death, sexuality. Yeah. All of these things. Yeah. That's somewhat close, or, or rather shares DNA, I guess, with No Country for Old Men. Yep. Oh, yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that there's... There's uh, <laughs> there's more of a clear story to tell with yeah. No Kinds of Real Men. Not right. that there and isn't they a do story here, story. but it's this just... is a, like an intentionally deceptive film. Yeah, and right. there's, a st- there's a story here, and it's a very simple story right. when you sit down after seeing the film and think about it. While you're watching yeah. it, I was kind of like... I don't really understand who what's going on. Yeah, I'm like, did I not hear who's something? In, who, yeah, who's involved with what? I yeah, don't know. But then I when don't... you s- sit down and read a synopsis of the film, like like the one that I just attempted to do, it yeah. doesn't really do it justice. But it is very just like this is the thing yeah. that's happening. Very very clear through line. But the film isn't about that. Yeah, it is. It's a morality tale. Yeah. It's uh, cautionary. Yeah, you know, like it's it's about it's about. Um, getting in over your head not knowing that you even yeah. are until it's way too late yeah um it's about arrogance yeah uh it's about fucking cars it's about fucking cars <laughs> um and it's yeah it's about human nature it's about predatory instinct versus uh, predators <laughs> and victims oh really not so uh not, it, not so about, subtle with that is it about predators predators i have yeah, no idea uh, yeah they were very subtle about everything except for that big metaphor like right down to leopard tattoos yeah. and stuff <laughs> or cheetah yeah. sorry um i hated this movie did you hate it i absolutely hated this movie yeah i didn't hate it because i i enjoyed the third act i think it's oh yeah there's a there's mo there was a handful of moments in this film that i thought were very effective and the rest of it i have no idea even to begin to start talking about this movie i felt like it's so overwritten like I feel like it's a film that must and I think other people have said this in reviews but it must have looked fucking fantastic on paper when you sure. read this thing oh, it must man, have been like wow language going yeah. on in this Just but it does fantastic. not work for me I thought no because was, there's nothing new about this story in any way all the performances are quite good or fine, or whatever. No, I didn't, nobody sucks in it or anything like that. I don't know. I thought Cameron Diaz was pretty bad. Well, I even thought Fassbender Cameron wasn't Diaz, very yeah, good. Yeah, she's uh, always bad. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think Fassbender was that a, good. Uh, well, yeah, he didn't wow me or anything I like felt that, like there was no was great bad. performances. No, there was nothing It was great. all just kind of like people being like, this is what I have to say? Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll uh, just, You know what? I'll I thought Brad Pitt was pretty good in it. Yeah. I liked a couple of, you know, he's doing his Brad Pitty thing when he's doing, like, I'm a... I'm a supporting role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I like some of his choices on the pacing of his mm-hmm. line delivery. Some of those were interesting and they yeah. helped scenes maintain color yeah. when there was like, I don't know what is happening or why I'm watching yeah. this right now. Was, he at least was entertaining. I thought, was he doing one of his Brad Pitt patented funny voices? No, 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 no. He just I has fucking long, hate long that. hair and yeah. cowboy hat. I, I, I think the best thing I can say about this movie for my taste was that it was... I hate I hated so much about it. I thought it was at least fascinatingly awful. Yeah. There's a lot of 
I thought there was a lot of stuff in this movie that was kind of like embarrassingly executed, like the opening scene with Fassbender. Super awkward. And uh, and um, why can't I think Penelope of Cruz. Penelope Cruz? They're in bed, and there's this like really long shot of them like writhing under covers, but yeah. it holds on the like shot of them writhing under the covers forever. Yeah, like there's a lot of just like That's I felt like really awkward pace to it. Yeah, like, it was like, such a weird like a clumsy start to a movie. It was like a like. No one knew. I felt like it was a movie where Cormac McCarthy was never reined in in terms of like you need to make a fucking script. Yeah, in, that makes sense and is a bit like. And then also Ridley Scott was like, I don't know how to do this, so I'm just gonna like make it look beautiful. Right. Fucking great Which cinematography. Did. It looks stunning. Yeah, stunning. <laughs> Absolutely. That was the best part of the movie was was the cinematography and, and and how it looked. But it just felt like it didn't match the movie, and I felt like it was just these two weird. It was like putting two puzzle pieces that don't fit together. Just yeah. like, well, I'm going to shoot it like this. It's like, yeah, well, I wrote this dialogue, so like, fucking do something about it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I. Uh, there was a point like in the halfway through, I'm like, am I just stupid? Like, what am I not? <laughs> no, I don't. And you know what? I don't I think just, so. I wasn't entirely sure what was happening. And then I'm like, oh no, they're just being intentionally vague. And then I'm like, yeah. I think I'm really bored. I started. I was really so tired. bored. And then At some times. stuff finally started happening in the third act. There was some violence. Oh, there was, was a couple. Of the the fairly captivating. Much, yeah, much <laughs> much like No Country for Old Men. There's a weapon in this film that's kind of uh, a signature. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. a signature weapon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And it's brought up at the beginning and you wait, you know. Yeah, well, you that's going to happen. That's going to happen. <laughs> and so you spend the whole time like kind of being like, I'm going to wait around for that. And yeah, I read. But I had forgotten about it because I had gotten so bored in the middle. <laughs> yeah. When it turned up, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've been waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I feel like you said, you said like, oh, am I stupid or whatever? Like, I yeah. feel like this is a movie that's destined to be a movie that people, it's it's obviously going to be a really divisive film. I think so. I and, think a lot of people are, are touting it a masterpiece and stuff like that. I think yeah. this is kind of the, the this season's uh, uh, only God for yeah. But I think it's 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 destined to be a film where the people that are raising it up are going to be like, no, you just like movies to spoon feed you. You don't get it. This, this, and this. And I feel like it's not like... No, I get it. Like, I get yeah. it. It's just not an interesting I don't, story. I like movies to challenge me. Yeah, yeah. I would, you know. But this is like... 
Like the whole thing with with uh, Cameron Diaz, and she has the cougar print tattoos, yeah, and she's yeah. constantly talking about predators, and then she yeah. literally goes and watches a cougar eat a jackrabbit. Yeah. Like I felt like that was the most obvious thing about it, but the rest of it, I felt like if you really sit down and analyze it, it's like nothing. There's nothing thinly veiled about the no, stuff no. they say. They literally just are just like talking about exactly what the metaphors are mm-hmm. and then throughout the whole movie there's just a lot of like women are fucking like like the all the male characters are super don't like women like yeah, <laughs> in, like, in a weird time. like there's tons of just like five minutes of them like you know like if you get married to this woman she's just gonna like fuck you over and yeah all yeah, women like, are you know yeah they're nothing they're either just sex toys or they're fucking dangerous yeah and that's that yeah yeah or, or, and expensive. So. And, and, yeah. Oh, and expensive, yeah. <laughs> Take all your money. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was such a weird misfire for me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how divisive it's going to be. It looks like uh, out of 129 reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, this thing's getting a 34%. Yeah. Mm, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. use, user reviews are at 31%. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, I feel like a lot of people missed the boat on yeah. this one. I felt like just right off the top, there's a there's a scene with Cameron Diaz where she's talking and somebody says like, oh, don't you think that's like, don't you think that's really cold of you? And she goes, the truth has no temperature. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, and yeah, if yeah. It, like, if it, you think. It's delivered brutally. Yeah. yeah, of course. And like, if you think that she's stuff like worst. that is, is yeah. cool dialogue, like I can totally see somebody being on board for it. But I was kind of like, this movie's stuck between being wild things. Or show, like like this movie, this movie wants to be either it was stuck between being like sleazy Cameron Diaz fucks a car with windshield with her vagina or uh, uh, oh yeah or it's like a, yeah it, yeah it's a thing it happens and you see it she fucks a windshield yeah yeah she rubs her vagina on a windshield in a yeah. flashback it's like it wants to be like pulpy over the top crazy sexualized trash like wild things but yeah. it also is very concerned with being in air quotes a piece of art. Yeah. And I felt like it doesn't do either. Yeah. Yeah. Go over the top and have everyone be game for it yeah. or be a really fucking great rumination on the human like condition in in under these conditions under yeah. the drug trafficking. Mm-hmm. I just felt like bored the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I was really yeah, just kind of waiting to again the, the third act picked me up mainly because yeah. it was suddenly like, oh, noise and lights. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we've all you've all seen the trailers where where they set up a wire and that whole scene is kind of like Cormac McCarthy's signature like like you see this person setting this thing up yeah. and it like and then you see it happen and you're like, holy shit, that was effective. Yeah. And then you see the yeah. thing with the weapon that we mentioned that we won't spoil and, and you're kind of like when is that going to happen and it yeah. happens you're like holy fuck that was effective yeah <laughs> it was really effective yeah uh, Rosie Perez is in this movie what weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like in that, yeah that's where I, yeah I don't know man like it's uh yeah, I really kind of struggled with it while while it was going on. I'm like, well, I know I like how this looks. Yeah. yeah. I know that these are all tropes of cinema that I tend to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. But it's all, something's wrong. Like, I'm, And then, yeah, I was like, is it me? Because this is written by Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. And some of the scenes are so, like, it's such colorful, amazing oh my God. dialogue. Like when, uh, when he's ring shop or diamond shopping. The the uh, the jeweler spouts out some fucking stunning shit, stunning, you know, like oh wow, that was so beautifully poetic. Why yeah. do people talk like that? Yeah, <laughs> why are you just a jeweler? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's a and uh, Ruben Ruben Blades has some beautiful dialogue to, to mm-hmm. let loose too. You know. Don't yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah, personally, I, don't, I I I maybe it was because the stuff I didn't like detracted from me yeah, being able it, to find the stuff that worked. Yeah, again, it was like two movies though. It's like yeah. there's this beautifully written art piece about you know the fragile nature of yeah. the emotional soul, and then like a bunch of stuff like. You know. <laughs> so a bunch of stuff like life with you is sex. Yeah. The rest of it is waiting around. And you're like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> get no. out of here. <laughs> wow, yeah, it was it was so uh, like it was the most unsexy sexy movie I've yeah. seen in a while. <laughs> and, like and none of the sexiness things about it were sexy. They're all like, yeah. You know what? When he's talking about her fucking the the, the, yeah. the car, and he was like, and the reaction to it was kind of like, oh, and you know, like was it. You know, was it sexy or whatever? And he was like, it was too gyneco- gynecological to be sexy. I was like, so is this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. There you go. Ended on that. Ended, put a pin in it. There you go. Yeah. You um, did it. Yeah, I think, I think uh, like, this movie seems like it would be really fun to analyze, but I didn't like watching it. Yeah. Like, it leaves yeah. so much kind of to be vague that oh, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. it would be fun to write an article about, but I would never do I'm that. I'm sure film right. students will get drunk and argue yeah, yeah. over bottles of Canadian. And totally. Jägermeister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too gynecological. Yep. Well, um, I'm kind of glad, actually, because yeah. I really wanted to see it, and I was yeah, really yeah. bummed out that I... And definitely, I, like, And I went to the goddamn Carlton to see yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, what Jesus. is, like, I swear to God, there's just weirdos outside of the Carlton. They don't pick the movie. They're just like... Whatever's playing at one thirty-five. Yeah, two tickets for me and my psychotic friend here. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing about my Carlton experience. Before I just, it was really funny to me. I'm like, this place cannot be real. They play a lot of their in-house music while you're waiting for the movie to start. Yeah, is just themes from movies. Okay, yeah. and at one point, they did actually happen twice. They played the uh, Pink Panther music. Oh. <laughs> while I was sitting there, and like, there's nothing on the screen except for the same three trivia questions on a fucking loop. And while that music played for the entire thing, I watched this little old man walk from the back of the theater all the way down to the front. It just so slow. It's like this is some weird art piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so slow. Little old guy. He was better than the movie. Yeah. Anyway, Carlton Cinema. It's bizarre. Yeah. It turns out that he was the counselor the whole time. <laughs> oh my god. Brilliant. Yeah. Bravo. All right. Uh, what I'd like to do is create a little bit of tension before I go into my uh, oh. uh, Bicentennial Man thing. Easy, Ridley Scott. We'll be right back after Casey goes pee. Casey's back. I'm back, you guys. Now review that pee. Uh, well, it started strong. Got a little boring in the middle. Yeah. It wasn't as sexy as it thought it was. No. <laughs> it was very gynecological. Oh, <laughs> gynecological. Which was weird. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Brad Pitt was good. He was very good. So. Yep. Uh, you just, like, take out your phone and bring up a picture of Brad Pitt. <laughs> like, Make yep. a performance out of it. What are you doing, Pete? He was narrating the whole yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, so as I mentioned before, uh, I was the loser in this uh, this whole game, so yeah. I watched Bicentennial Man. Mm. It's a movie from 1999, directed by Chris Columbus. Yeah. This movie is two hours and 11 minutes long. Oh, man. <laughs> um, and it uses every minute. It, it, well, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it does use them. <laughs> Um, uh-uh. <laughs> you know what? Okay, first of all, uh, I'll start out by saying this movie feels like 
Or, or I'll give you sort of yeah, a synopsis. Well, yeah. It's a movie about uh, a robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts out in 2005, which in 1999 was the future. <laughs> Six I, years. I did that math beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, uh, this is a future where we have uh, robot servants. Right. Um, or we I've can, got mine. He's eight. Uh, <laughs> you have an eight-year-old well, robot. Yeah, clearly, ser- it's uh, 2005 is when the robot showed up, so we've all had robots for eight years, right? Oh yeah, right. He's eight. I thought you. I thought you were going off on like an AI rant or something, and I'm like, I don't know where we are right now. Um, so uh, so yeah, so they uh, so this family, Sam Neil and um, someone else, uh, ha- they they get a robot, and one of the do- and they got these two daughters, and one of the daughters doesn't like the robot because she's a bitch, and uh, the Why? other daughter. She's a bitch. Literally. <laughs> they don't explain it all. She's just a bitch. Is she like jealous of the robot or just... Nope, she's just a bitch. Mm-hmm. Just a little 10-year-old bitch. Fucking A. Um, and then there's an even younger one who's uh, uh, who's just adorable. And you may recognize her from... Uh, she's in these Coke commercials back in the, uh, mm-hmm. the 90s. Anyway. Um, and she likes the robot. So the robot is Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and the robot wants to feel human things, so he meets Oliver Platt. Who's As this, they do. You know. Uh, who's this robot. Oliver Platt, he wants to feel, robots. He wants to feel human emotions, not human things like shoes and... Uh... No, he, does, he, he wants those too. He wants to feel everything. Yeah. He, wants to, he wants to wear human clothes, and he wants to have human facial expressions and stuff. Yep. So basically he meets this robot expert, Oliver Platt, who turns him gradually more and more into a person. How? Oh, uh, well, it, it, it spans uh, years. Okay. Like it spans, it goes from like two, 2005 to like, I don't even remember, way the fuck in the future anyway. Yeah. Um, because he's a robot, and the one thing that that keeps him from being human is his immortality. Okay. Because he can self-correct, like he can he can yeah. you know fix himself and blah 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 blah. Now is this robot like a like a robot butler situation, or is it just like it's a family member? Well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is okay. that yes? It's it, it starts out as a, a a robot that you bring. Oh, an android they call it, and then and he's like. And the one of the girls is like Andrew, and they were like, "Let's call him Andrew." Like this is stupid. <laughs> Classic um, Columbus. Uh, yeah, uh. totally. Uh, so, so yeah, but but then they like him so much because there's something a little different about this robot. Hairy arms. <laughs> 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 All the other robots just perform tasks. This robot riffs yeah. forever. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Mommy, the robot's stealing my jokes and then using it on his own set. But he said it in a gay voice, yeah. so it's funny. Mommy, why is this robot racist all the time? <laughs> oh, honey. Um, oh. So... Uh, so yeah, so we we span all this time, and and he he's a robot who who eventually it they become like these undertones. Like it's based on an Isaac Asimov yeah uh, uh, a short story, mm. and there are all these themes of like slavery and uh, because he wants to be free and he tries to buy his freedom because he becomes good at building clocks because because time for him is a very different construct than it is for everyone else because he is immortal. So he's great at building clocks. So he's great at building clocks, I guess. <laughs> it's like things I have no idea about. I'm really good at doing. Yeah, yeah. Which, 
like this, this movie makes it really easy not to read into anything because it is the most surface. It's the most surface movie. Like it feels like a movie from like 1988, like when everything was really big and overblown yeah, and yeah, had yeah, yeah. zero content. Yeah, um, that's what this feels like. But at the same time, it feels it's it tries to tackle these themes of like again, like uh, uh, a man's concept of freedom and mm-hmm. and um, and what makes a man a man. Like like uh, because like as I say, like as as time goes on, he becomes more um technologically yeah. advanced yeah. he starts he to start- have real organs and and what? and like uh not real organs but like um like machine okay. made sort of like but they're, they're quasi organic in, in, no like- no they're they're weirdly quasi organic but um they don't really explain that too much okay other than these advances. So does he start eating and shit? Um, y- yep. He starts... <laughs> and actually, there's one scene towards the end where he's like now got his full human form and everything, which is just Robin Williams. Because if you were going to build a robot... <laughs> the you, perfect chisel it from the perfect yeah, specimen of a man. <laughs> from a squat, hairy, weird-looking gentleman. Um, uh, but but anyway, so yeah, there's a scene later on. Okay, so so uh, I mentioned the little daughter, the younger daughter, who's who's adorable and who takes to the robot. Well, as time goes on, she of course gets older, and and um, she's going to marry this guy, and he's like, "But I want to marry you." And then you know you go, "Well, you can't because you're a robot, and she's a human girl." Uh, so she does marry the guy, and they have a couple of kids, and then one of their kids grows up. And he falls in love with her. What? Yeah, because she looks at because she's played by Ambeth Davids, who, yeah. who's who plays the whole bloodline, I guess. Yeah, um, real cloud atlas feel to this thing. So he falls in love with her, um, but she's like reticent to fall in love with him because he's, he's a, a robot. robot. That yeah, yeah. Um, is, is, is her mom's nanny? Yeah, basically? like who's been around since her mom was a little tiny girl? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, so, so yeah, so all of this happens, um, and, but the, the granddaughter who he's now in love with, uh, she's going to marry Jay Johnston, which was really weird that he was in it, but, um, but she doesn't end up marrying him and she ends up like he, he gets, you know, human emotions and stuff like that and the ability. And there's this one uncomfortable scene where, um, Oliver Platt's like, I, I, I can get you a dick. He doesn't say that exactly, but like that's oh. sort of like the thing. Like he doesn't open you, up his uh, jacket, and there's a bunch of dicks <laughs> I mean, there, like a series of dicks. No, he's like, you want a dick? I can, I can give you a dick. And he's like, yeah, I want a dick. So uh, they sew one of them on him, and then he fucks Embath Davids. Oh my god, Jesus granddaughter. Christ. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. Then they then now they're together because he's what? yeah. Oh, this movie's horrible. But the weird thing is, like, he's he's learning how, and now he can eat and everything like that. Oh. Uh, so he's learning all of these things. I'm like, sure that's so, what the family wanted when they bought the robot. You know what? I hope this robot learns how to poop and fuck yeah. my granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then they were not disappointed because that is exactly yeah, what happened. Right. We promise you, this robot will learn how to poop <laughs> and eventually fuck your granddaughter. <laughs> but we promise it will not fuck your granddaughter. Yeah, that's what they originally thought. But then technology goes haywire. Everybody's oh granddaughter ends God. up getting fucked. No. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? So uh, he dies at the end. I'm assuming. Uh, well, well, this is the thing. So he goes to the world court, which is the thing now, which is, I guess, sort of like supposed to be the UN or whatever. But he goes and he goes, I'm a robot and I would like to be classified as a human being. 
Because I want to marry that girl There's right there. There's nothing in the rule book that says... <laughs> it says a robot can't be a human being. Except for the fact that robots aren't human beings. Yeah. And that's what the court says. They go, no, you're a fucking robot. And, and he goes, ah, oh, burn. So, um, <laughs> But I want to. Yeah. So then he's not a robot, or he is a robot, and, and they... Uh, and then the oh, fuck yeah it's, how are you what the fuck happened there's to not this movie? a lot in this movie that's all that interesting kind of like yeah like it's so surface and so boring uh the whole time i didn't you have don't no care idea about stretched to that anybody. amount of oh, time hours and 11 minutes Good so time. but uh, even like in the movie like that I'm, i thought it was just like they could have him for a while like i thought it was gonna stay just oh like, no like it's it's years and years and years how long into the movie is it before he fucks someone <laughs> uh, it, that's towards the end when right. he's like fully like uh, you so, know like he he can taste things and he can, I, so if you're going to this movie yeah. to see a robot fuck someone oh yeah you gotta you wait want like, a, like a time stamp on this yeah. thing well I just feel like it, cause it's such a because long movie because they don't show it if Greg, it, I, Greg wants, I know I just mean the troubling nature of that to me Greg if, wants to if, go to like mrskin.com but for yeah. robot fucking <laughs> be like tell me just show me the clip of the robot yeah no, it's just, just Bicentennial mean, Man and making Mr. Right yeah. <laughs> That's all they've got. Like if I was, if I had to watch a two-hour movie, and there better hour be one that what I thought was like friend. a kid, like a kind of a family movie about a robot who's you know it's the love of family. If then he fucks one of them, yep. if I've got to watch another hour of this movie, yeah. that's a really long, uncomfortable hour. Yeah. Where I've you know, well, yeah, because the last half is all about how they're together now. Yeah, because yeah, she's yeah. Uh, oh, and the weird thing is too, everybody has like this affected way of talking where they sound like they're doing community theater. Well, you're a robot, but nobody makes me laugh like a robot does. Oh, God, he tells robot jokes? Oh, my God. Well, of course, it's Robin Williams. Yeah, well, it's yeah. fucking Robin Williams. Oh. And, and so what, she's what is his robot humor like? No, that's what the sex sounded like. <laughs> the sex oh, sounded um. like the human beatbox from the Fat Boys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When he was there, it's like he's played by Rozelle. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a bunch of rapid fire, one liner, kind of like, Dear Lord. but like oddly, uncomfortably sexual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to So say in the future, so anyway, we can so, all look forward to having slightly racist, homophobic robots that poop and fuck your kids. If, if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. If all goes according to Chris Columbus's plan. Jesus Christ. Um, so anyway, so at the end, um, like there's this tension between him and uh, and and Beth Davids because mm-hmm. she's growing older, but he's not. I mean, he's 42. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, and he'll he'll stay that way forever. So he goes and gets these new upgrades that make him slowly deteriorate. So he okay. will die. Um, so he goes back to the courts and goes, hey, I want to be recognized as a real human being before I die. And... And they're like, okay, the verdict is in. And him and Beth Davids are both lying in in their hospital beds together because they're both dying at the same time. Um, Little notebook thing going on uh, here. uh, I don't know. I haven't seen that one. But uh, it's about a robot who brings yeah. this girl. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. And then <laughs> and then one of them was a ghost the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's pretty good. So so just at the very <laughs> end, just before he hears the verdict, he dies. Oh no. Uh, and, but the verdict, the verdict, of course, is that he is a real boy. Oh, um, my God. That's so tragic. You know what? The end choked me <laughs> up a little bit. Uh, it's really weird because all he wants, like, he's not necessarily an unlikable character because he's very helpful. And, you know, he just mm-hmm. he's curious about the world and he wants to know uh, the world itself is really boring and stupid and kind of like 
the future is now. Yeah. But, uh, but like, the character is somewhat endearing because it's not too over-the-top Robin Williams. And, and he just wants to be recognized as as a human being who who has the capability to love and the capability yeah. to die and the capability to um you know be completely fallible and before he finds that out he you know it it's inconsequential because he's already lived this life as a human being yeah i think there's something really um kind of sweet about that and yeah. it kind of jerked me up a little bit uh and and so like you know the the nurse is like uh oh he died before i found out and she's like no, I don't think he needed to. Oh. So that was a little bit fucking obvious and cute, but I'm not going to lie to you. Got a little uh-huh. jerked up towards yeah. the end. So if you want a good cry, you're saying, check out this yeah. movie. Go to about an hour and 14 <laughs> yeah. to watch a robot so you want, you want <laughs> you want the Mr. Skin for robots making you cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Cry. Mr. Tears. Yeah, Mr. Tears. What, Tears. what movie's going to make me cry? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to say watch this movie because it's fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, but... Choked me up a little at the end. <laughs> Just a little bit. I think everyone's had that, like, you get choked up at something where you're like, why this? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it was. Why? Just like Body and mind, why? <laughs> why is this forcing me to feel? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's so much other crazy shit in it, but uh, I just, life's too short. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, uh, I'm glad you had to see it. Album. Yeah. So... Yeah, we're going long this week, but yeah. uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. <laughs> uh, so I gave Greg and Casey an album. In the spirit of October, in the spirit of Halloween, I gave them Freddy's Greatest Hits by Freddy Krueger and the Elm Street Band, or the Elm Street Group. Elm Street Group. I Elm think. Street Group. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. passed this record up on vinyl once when I was uh, younger, a few years back, and, and always regretted it since, because I've never seen it in, on vinyl since then, and I always wondered... What is that album? So I went online, I listened to a few tracks from it, and I said, well, that is an album I want Greg and Casey to listen to. (laughs) Perfect for October. Uh, So let me have it. How was it? Because I listened to a couple songs, and I was like, just seemed like weird. You you get the whole thing. Yeah, Yeah. let me ask you this. Did you listen to one of the originals and one of the covers? I listened to a couple songs. Some of them sounded like they must have been like covers because they seem, yeah, yeah. seem kind of oh, like yeah. old. Oh yeah, there was Wooly Bully. With, yeah, yes. yeah, it ends with Wooly Bully. It starts with Dream. I've yeah, heard yeah. Dream, yeah. and I also heard the crazy instrumental track. Oh man, that pissed me off. <laughs> what <laughs> was like the that, point though. of that? Weird, yeah, I know, like proggy kind of. Yeah, I didn't even. Just, I didn't, why is this well, here? Along I gotta the say, I didn't hate stuff. that. I was kind of like, I could see myself listening to this. <laughs> but it was just like, what was Freddie playing on that one? I know. I I was very confused. Maybe he was playing drums. Oh, yeah. probably. I was very confused about what Freddie's intention was with a great many of these songs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, some of them he wanted you to dance. Yeah. Or he was going to fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, the- but he's like encouraging you like, now you're getting it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Have a good time. Yeah. Uh, well, for the listener, this is an album where Freddy Krueger isn't really the star. The the Elm Street group seem like the stars, which I yeah. can only assume are session musicians. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. this is uh, like yeah. the fucking epitome of They just session. put a bunch of, like, kind of covers and originals together, and every once in a while, Freddy Krueger's like, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Go to sleep and dream or it's whatever. It's really yeah. evident on the covers. Like, the cover of Dream, which is, uh, uh, like, a song that everybody knows kind yeah. of thing. It's literally just him in the background going, Ugh. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you dream? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. There's a, <laughs> quite a lot of that. There's right? a lot of it. A lot Sing of it. songs are that. <laughs> Good um, job. Keep going. <laughs> I'm leaving you. Hey, you know what? Do the chorus again then. Uh, and I can't, like, I, I, I listened to this album you. a couple of times, and I can't remember it at all. Yeah. Like, I'm looking now to find the track listing, because... Uh, I would have loved if there was a point on this album where Freddy Krueger went, guitar! And there was a guitar solo. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, it's it's all very it's all super similar. Like there's yeah I can't find the track listing either. Yeah, okay. I had it on SoundCloud. That's where I listened yeah, to. It. Me yeah, me too. It's hard um, to, hard to find this record. Yeah, um, but you can listen to it on SoundCloud if you really need to. But so I was listening to it, and when that in- instrumental track hits, it's like track seven. Yeah, and I'm like uh, two minutes into it, and I'm like. What am I listening to? Yeah. What is? What have you tricked me into here? Like Freddie's not even on this. Well, Assholes. that's uh, again, like like I said, like uh, uh, watching that uh, Never Sleep Again documentary. Like there was a point where oh, it was he would do anything, anything. Yeah. he would literally and, show up anywhere. And they he gave was him such, fifty bucks, and he would show up. For yeah, it. and he was such a cultural icon for that brief period, few years yeah. that like you put put him on anything. Yeah. And, it's, and it and it fucking sold. Yeah. Do you remember they used to have those uh, phone lines that you could call in the yes. nine hundred numbers? Corey allegory. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was yeah. one of those, like yeah. where you could call up and Brady would threaten to, you know, call <laughs> yeah, fuck you or something. <laughs> I like. I'd to pay a couple of bucks to have someone threaten me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like literally. I remember I just, there was yeah, I one like... that I wanted to fucking call so badly. There was a Fresh Prince about. <laughs> oh man, and the Fresh Prince would fucking call you, and I'm like, yeah, I want to talk to the Fresh Prince. Yeah. I got some shit to discuss with him. <laughs> I just love the idea of like young kids calling this Freddie line, where he's like, I'm gonna gut you like a fish. I'm gonna fucking skull fuck your yeah. face. And then there's like these kids on the other end, like. <laughs> <laughs> You're afraid he's gonna oh, kill me. Oh, Freddy! Um, <laughs> Freddy says he's gonna skull fuck me. That's he's nice. Really not, right? <laughs> Clean Leave your room first. <laughs> yeah, it costs fifteen dollars for him to threaten to skull fuck. <laughs> um, Finish your vegetables before Freddy skull fucks you. <laughs> Man, that phone call paid for itself. Uh, yeah, but uh, so anyway, so this is just another in a long line of, of that, yeah. I guess, or a Star Wars Christmas albums. Yeah, and shit. yeah. The, I mean, I, I I had some fun listening to the three songs that I listened. Oh, to. Oh, I had a lot of fun listening to it, and a yeah. lot of the music is well, it's yeah, awful. It's really bad. Like, there's a song called "Don't Sleep," which is like a real slow jam kind yeah. of thing, <laughs> and and it was really incongruous because it's like this kind of pretty slow jam, like this "Oh, my love is gone away" kind of thing, but it's like. Don't fall asleep, because in sleep, that's where he's going to fuck you. Yeah, and, and then that's another song that just has Freddie on there like, yep, uh, yep, that's right. Yeah, everything she's saying is essentially true. I'm going to do all of these things. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember which one it was. Maybe it's the Do the Freddy or one of those songs where he's like encouraging you to dance. It's do, it's No, it's either Do the Freddy or it's um, Dance or Else or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but one of them where he's like, hey, Freddie's here. Ah! <laughs> he starts screaming. I know, it sounds like it, they've taken a soundbite of when he's being killed in one of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so like right at the beginning, I'm like I don't know what's happening. There's yeah. a great, there's a great line in "Do the Freddy" as well because they're teaching you how to do the Freddy. Yeah, you're gonna look like an idiot if you don't know. <laughs> and also, he'll kill you. Uh, here, and I think this is what it said. I I rewound it a couple of times. Hear the pretty beat. From the pretty feet of the Freddy, which they keep calling him the Freddy, 
lift lift your feet. Well, up. they're referring to the dance. the dance. Hear the pretty beat of the feet of people doing. Oh, the Freddy. doing the Freddy, not yeah. the Freddy, no. the guy. Okay, I'm glad I'm I can clear now. this up for you. <laughs> Thank you. Now this yeah. album is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> uh, lift lift your feet up. Lift your arms up too. Move your head both ways, like you've seen him do. Yeah, <laughs> I remember very vividly the scene where he lifted his hands up. Lifted yeah, his legs lifted up his and feet, went, moved his head. With his he head. moved his head both ways, like you've seen him do. Yeah, yep, pretty good. I believe that was a really pivotal moment in the Dream Child. Where just that. I was like, I was picturing while I was listening to it. I'm like, that is pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see that. I know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm glad that it was at least funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was entertaining. Yeah. Definitely. Oh. Just e- even from that that kind of standpoint of like. They would just merchandise fucking yeah. anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said in the last episode, when I was looking through albums to give you and I found this one and I'd remembered it, I kinda went and looked at some other uh some other novelty franchised items that might come back and bite you guys in the ass if I ever lose again. Fair enough. Uh, some, if you ever good lose ones. again. That was it. Which I probably won't. <laughs> if you ever lose fuck, you better lose this day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well you got fucking What do uh what are we listening yeah. to this week, Casey? Casey? Well, I heard, uh, like I said, I'd had um, uh, uh, two movies last time to check out. And I wanted, I was actually going to give you guys the new Eminem, but it's not out yet. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, I'd like to know what that's all about. Yeah. Like so I thought... November or something that's coming out? Have you heard the single? Uh, I've heard the single. No, 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 not yet. Rap God? Ugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it good? It's, uh, if, if you think homophobia is really good, do I have the song for you? <laughs> what, can uh, I really? dance to it? <laughs> yeah. He's still doing that? Yeah. Great. That's weird. It seems like he would have outgrown that. Um, but, uh, uh, there was another album I was going to give you when I gave you, uh, uh, the Paul McCartney album, yep. which by the way, I heard a bunch of and mm. the songs I heard were fucking great. Yeah. Uh, Solid album, yeah. Check it out. Less great is going to be the other album I was going to give you, oh. which I'm going to give you now. Okay. Um, because I think it's going to just be a really painful <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, listening. And that is the new Pearl Jam album. Ugh. Yeah. So I, don't I never liked Pearl Jam. Mm, I was maybe so. Now you will. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. God damn it. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it was either that or the new Arcade Fire. And I thought, well, the new Arcade Fire might be really good. Yeah, see, Arcade Fire is a band that I don't care for, but I always feel like I'm the only one. Yeah. Well, I think this one's going to be interesting because... I feel like I, I've heard two songs now, and I haven't liked either of them. Okay. Uh, I listened to a, a shortened version of Reflector, and I'm like, okay, it's starting to, to, to sound like a little bit more well, of a palatable thing. it's still thing. nearly eight minutes long on the album. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Because you know. like when, when is... Funeral came out, like I thought it was like the fucking most boring album. Oh, and really? Then it, like, I love blew that up. I really like Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, but maybe... I hated Neon Bible. Okay. And I loved Suburbs. Yeah. So now I feel like I'm supposed to hate this one again. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like they want me to, and it feels like... They're trying to capitalize on, like, as the singles kept on coming out from Suburbs, they were doing well. And, uh, yeah. You know, they kind of broke into a little bit of more of a, a dance here market yeah. or something like that. And I feel like they're trying to capitalize. Well, that's what they, that's the. the on that with this album. That's the having, the place they wanted to go to, which is why they worked so much with James Murphy on this yeah. album. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, well, maybe that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. But you yeah. really Paper, hear, great, but, you know. really hear his touch on that Reflector okay. song. Oh, yeah. And you go like, well, he can make an eight 
an eight minute song um, like Dance Yourself Clean is yeah. interesting all the way through yeah. because he wrote the song. I don't think that they can write songs that are sustained no. that long. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'll get, I'm going to listen to that anyway. Yeah, yeah I'll I check it out. I mean, I, I was wrong from the go. start with Arcade Fire. I mean, in terms of yeah. <laughs> their lasting Pearl cultural Jam impact. When it came yeah, out, right. I was kind of like, yawn, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I loved Funeral. And I actually liked a, a fair amount of Neon Bible. Mm. Um, and I really loved Suburbs. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Anyway. Well, we're going to listen to fucking Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, all right, well, we're, we're going to roll now. We're gonna, uh, what are we rolling for again? So the winner, Dallas Buyers Club, is going to see Dallas Buyers Club, which was at TIFF and uh, got some some pretty good buzz. Looks incredible. I'm excited to see that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The loser is uh, what is this movie called again? Yeah, you told me what it was. Yeah, so no, I've already forgotten. I'm deferring to you. Time travel. In love time, story. about time, about time, about I feel like time. That's it. To cool. see a garbage-looking romantic comedy yeah, really, that really, really, to me, the the trailer for this movie where he is revealed to be able to go anywhere in time, he just has to go into a closet, close his eyes, or go into a dark place, <laughs> close his eyes, and then just will himself somewhere. And then in the trailer, it's just like it shows him using it to just try and bang some girl from high school. Yeah, I felt like that was kind of almost <laughs> offensive. It was like, oh, remember that time, like at that New Year's party, you didn't like forcibly kiss that girl. Now you'll go do that and get into a relationship with her. It's it's almost like a weird like you're just using time like to manipulate yourself into this person's life. Yeah, and then, like he has sex with her and she's like, well, that was awful, and he's like, and yeah. then it's like, well, you're the best sex guy I've ever had. Like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I thought you said you're the best sex guy I ever well, had. You're the best sex guy I have ever had. Yeah, you're a pretty good sex guy. Hey, <laughs> hey, remember when we were having sex? You were a good sex guy at it. <laughs> um, I've seen this trailer a couple times now in front of. Uh, mm. Um. And I have to say, there are elements of the trailer. I was like, there could be some charming moments of this. Thing. Oh, no. well, Bill Nye. Who is yeah. it that's coming? Uh... You cried at the end of Bicentennial. Yeah, yeah so exactly. <laughs> so who the fuck is listening to me? Who, who, can we remember who the director is? It's uh, from the... It's somebody. Yeah, he did uh-huh. Love Actually. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. All right. Well, let's roll this shit. Okay. Casey's rolling. Caution. Caution. I'm going to go bouncy toss, you guys. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can't do that. You're gonna, it's going to go everywhere. It's one dice, Dan. It's a three. Ah, fuck you, bouncy tiles. bouncy tiles heed my... <laughs> there you go. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, I wanted to hear the rest of that sentence. <laughs> I was confused by it. They only roll high for me, because I'm rolling right now, and it is a four. Four. Yeah. That is higher, higher, than, higher than a three. Oh, my God. I don't want to see this fucking movie. Three. Oh, oh. that's a roll off. That's a roll off. I'm uh, out. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm going uh, carpet on this one. Casey's my heart just sank. Casey's rolling. Right to roll off. He rolled oh, a two. two. I cannot roll a high fucking number. Okay, Greg's got to roll higher than a two, or he's going to see time date. Oh, yes. one. Yes. Oh man, come on. Fucking Casey best. is free. <sighs> Greg is going to see one. romantic. Huh. Time travel. Yeah. Hopefully it's as good as Upside Down. Don't you fall in <laughs> love with that time traveler, Greg. Don't you fall in love with that time traveler. Oh, no. Fuck. Don't you fall in love. <sighs> All right. Very good. Sweet. I need a bloodbath now to fix everything. I got my, sh- I got my yep. shit back. Yeah. That's Film Roulette, and now it's time to play Serial. <laughs> Breakfast Swap. <laughs> Do we have music for this? Serial Fight. <laughs> Serial Fight. 
it's time to play Breakfast milk Locks food fight. attack cage match milk food Dirt-dome. attack milk food attack yeah <laughs> that's what i'm calling it from now on Dirt-dome. milk milk there we milk, go milk, milk food, or, milk food attacker dome yeah welcome to we speak good hour yeah. <laughs> this is devolving rapidly do we have a music cue for this uh no okay uh welcome to breakfast swamp therm dome uh, um, today we've got uh, what do we have? We have Diggum Frog, yeah, going up against Snap Crackle and Pop in yeah. Thunderdome. In Thunderdome, in Thunderdome. We, we're, we're always in Thunderdome now. Now, are the three Snap Crackle and Pop going to have their own el- el- like elastic band things, or will they all be affixed to the one? Okay, well, wait a minute before let's get into yeah. it. First. Oh yeah, we need to give them for the listener. We're pitting all of the serial mascots against another one another yeah. in a fight to the death. We've yeah. created a tournament style uh, fight scheme. They're all going to fight in Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. So this week we've got two people fighting in Thunderdome. Yeah. And they will be assigned weapons with By a rolling, die which roll. We'll do now. Which we will First do right is now. a roll for Diggum Frog. Diggum is going to Who's have a die. I don't have a die. I got the die roll right here, die. and I'm rolling it. Diggum Frog has the whistle. <laughs> Snap, crackle, and pop. Have the spear. All right, a blade on the end of it. One of them has it. That's a big spear. I think it's big, and they all the three of them. Yeah. Have oh to, like, yeah, they would have run to, with it like those tiny little ashes with the fork. Yeah. 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 And totally. Army Darkness. Yeah. Um. So these characters are in Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah. They were suspended in Thunderdome. Yeah. By yeah. little Elastic. elastics yeah, yeah. on your side. Now to I Casey's, feel like the okay because it's like a, it's like a children's swing almost if you can picture the elastics where then it goes straight up yeah so I feel like on the bottom of these of the snap crackle and pops there are then three smaller elastics okay so they are all affixed they to the have one to start attached they have to work thing. they, they have to work in tandem yeah right yeah okay so they're and, yeah and Diggum Frog has a whistle okay yeah. he has um, a whistle but he's also got like agility edge here yeah, because yeah. he's a frog and he frogs frog. pop and shit and does he like not a sweet have leather jacket oh yeah i was gonna say mm-hmm. yeah he's got attitude he does he oh, does yeah. to despair yeah. yeah and snout crackle and pop are very they're just kind of like little they're kind of like dicks right yeah. are they sort well, of like they I jump think... off the box and they fuck up with your house or something? <laughs> <laughs> mom they're back <laughs> what i want to do is i want to say like they want you to eat healthy but you know, so they might also steal I don't know your if they're, I don't I kind of feel like they're shifty or something. I feel like they're they're, no. they're Why are they shifty? I don't know. I feel like some I f- I think they're more like uh they're you know, very high energy. Yeah. But I, I feel like they like fall off the box and like one of them like I feel like there was one where one of them like hits his head and he's like out of it and like they're trying to like I feel oh, like they they yeah, find okay. themselves in predicaments that they have to kind of like get out of. Yeah. Well, I feel like people are like not able to have breakfast and they jump off the box and make it happen. Is that or like something kinda, like that? They're okay, I, but I, they I are very. I, maybe my brain is poisoned by George Carlin, where he's got that bit where he's like, "This morning I got into a fight with my breakfast cereal because I distinctly heard Snap Crackle fuck him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're more <laughs> just like I think they're dicks. They're just high energy. Yeah, yeah I think I think their intentions are good, nuisance. but they jump off the box and they're like, "Whoa, everything's crazy!" <laughs> yeah, okay, and then everything gets out of control. Okay, so they're gonna have a wacky time running around. Yeah, I feel with like with on. the spear, there's gonna be a lot of them like fu- like flipping around. Yeah, like fumbling and yeah, 
Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Whoa. whereas I feel like Diggum's gonna be like, "It's gonna happen." Oh, oh shit! Yeah. No, that's not him. Doesn't no, he no. talk like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like jumping around. He wants okay. to. He wants to high five you, and uh, he's sugar smacks, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sugar smacks, and he's all like, "Fucking, <laughs> let's smack this shit." Yeah. He's yeah. He's ready to go. He's uh he's like wearing a football jacket. Like he's you know maybe maybe he's like a reserve on the football team. He's okay. your older sister, and he's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, like you know, he's he's he'll an take you to the guy. zoo. He's a yeah. fun guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. Like a that frog is going to take yeah. you to the zoo if he's dating your sister. <laughs> no question about that. So is he like the cool? He's like the cool dad. Yeah, of right. The, uh, yeah. Now size wise, hey, just me over here. <laughs> hey guys, want to go? To he's the zoo? not super big. He's not like a human sized frog. Man. No, like he's a fr- he's a frog sized frog. Like he's a no, bit he's bigger. Like really big. He's a big. He's frog. twice as big as they are. I I think yeah. they're, they're like the size of like a coffee mug in height. Oh okay. And he's like two to three times taller than that. Okay. Judging by the commercials I've watched, which yeah. I'm taking on fact. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what's going right. on here is mm-hmm. who's who's going first? Who's who's out of the gate going to be like this is on? Well, I feel like Diggum. Like he's not much of a spaz or anything, right? No, like no. he's just a guy who walks around and goes like, "Ooh, wants a snacks, want to go to zoo." Yeah, like if Tom Waits was a cereal frog, <laughs> exactly. Um, like he's not What's overtly he like. In there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not like uh, uh, overtly aggressive or anything. No, but he's not as laid back as the sugar bear. Absolutely not. And I don't feel like we have like a villain here necessarily. No. These no. are all. Everybody wants us to have an energetic, good breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's say no, snap- but these guys, the snap, crackle, and pop. Guy, is, is it like one guy? Like Pop? Is he the idiot who's always dizzy and I don't know? <laughs> yeah. Like I shit? feel like they must have had who's separate personalities. What do they look like? One of them's like a little sailor. One of them's one guy's in like one of them's like band. a red little chef. Aren't they all little chefs? No, no, no. I feel like they're are all they, fairly they're chefs. Similar. Are they? I feel like one of them at least. To like me, the guy in the red, lazy chefs. To like, me, they're like rice. They're like the chipmunks. They remind me of the chipmunks in that they're very similar, but they just have like slight differences in in character. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's a, like a leader. I think they're all just kind of like different versions of each other. Like one's my one's maybe a little bit more hyper than the other, but I don't think there's a huge, you know, difference between them. Um, that's just me, okay. and I know nothing. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Yeah, because um, I I picture them immediately fumbling. Yeah, they're gonna drop that thing. Oh, you think know. they drop it right or away? Run I think they like drop they one of them, like the gets ground, hit in the head which with it, them up into the air. <laughs> well, the thing is, if they're the, just the size of coffee cups, yeah, which is <laughs> Franz says, which is, that's that's what we're going with. Uh-huh. Um, like that, even like the shaft of the uh, uh, of the spear is going to be too much for their tiny hands. So they're yeah. going to have to hold it on their shoulders. On their shoulders, or something yeah, like that. running like a log. Yeah, yeah no, they're not yeah. chefs. One of the like, one of them looks like he's in the military. The red guy's got like some kind of. Uh, yeah, he was definitely not on board. He's like a, chef. Like a bear. Or no, no, like but that. the orange guy is clearly got a chef's hat on. He does. Okay, I'll give you that. And his orange chef's jacket. Then the other guy is like what a French. Uh, <laughs> what is, what's going on here? He's got like a one of those floppy red and white hats. Yeah, they say that like it's a thing. Well, that's what reminded <laughs> me of Alvin. For that's why I said chipmunk. Yeah. yeah. What is he supposed to be? I don't know. Just a dick. That's that guy. Yeah. What is that? Why don't they have noses? The other guy's like a conductor. I think I know. He's like a train conductor. Uh, is that what he is? Or band leader, maybe? I thought. Yeah, or band leader. He's Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
I'll go with that. Regardless, I feel like they're fumbling with this thing at the it's, beginning. Yeah, I think it's a big mess. I think maybe one of them gets hit in the head with it. Yeah, yeah you know what? I think in, in the midst of all of their fucking bumbling around with this goddamn thing, one of them gets fucking hit by it, and he falls off the harness. Which one? Uh, does it, does Pop, it, the band leader guy. Yeah. I feel oh, like really? He's the I wacky saw... one. I feel like, isn't he the idiot? No, I thought that the blue guy with the French hat was the idiot. <laughs> I thought old French hat was the idiot. Um, Can I phone a friend? <laughs> Are we allowed to do that? Uh, all right. Well, let's say let's say Sergeant Pepper is the one that falls off. Okay. Uh, so Sergeant Pepper's on the ground, and I feel like Diggum is going directly for him. Yeah. Take what is it, his thin move, the herd. What's his move going to be? Is he going to eat them like a like a like a frog eats flies? Like, I, I think can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he could, but I think slowly he, digest them. And yeah. That's what he'll do. Well, okay. That's what he'll do with Sergeant Pepper. Okay. We'll say he. He's, he just, so he's eating one of them. Yeah. Okay. But at one point, he's going to have to smack somebody. This is true. He's going to have to sugar smack somebody. I yeah. see no way for sugar smack to not win this. To, to for me. Um. Well, it's a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe they had an edge here because there's three of them. And they're so I- iconic, but I can't see any way that these three little guys can kill a frog. Man. No. <laughs> no, no, I think, okay, so, okay, so what happened? He eats then? one of them. The other two yeah. are like, oh, man. I think they're he a little just... horrified when this happens. Yeah. And now like, they're, they're down one guy, so they can't handle that. But I think spear. in being horrified, they, they kind of are like, all right, we need to, like, Regroup make him. some kind of a run at him now that we realize that there's two of us when there once was three. Yeah. And so I think they kind of, like, f- like, like. Try again with the spear, maybe? Yeah, like they try and pick up the spear and kind of get over there, but I feel I like... I think that causes him to use his frog legs yeah. that he has and jumps and lands down with like a sugar smack. Somehow! Yeah. And now Snap is gone. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So he's like, he's jumped up, landed on who? Snap? Snap. I went with Snap. And uh, and like crushed him with a foot? Like crushed him underfoot no, kind came of thing? down hand first Oh, with hand, a sugar and just smack. gave him the sugar smack down? Yeah. yeah. Boom. And flat, you know, broken, yeah. broken neck. Yeah, uh, still know. alive. So still who's, twitching. Who's bleeding. left? Pop? It's disgusting. Bleeding outside of it, like in his throat, bleeding. Like, <laughs> so he's he's bleeding out. Yeah. Is who's left? Pop, crackle, crackles left. So crackle. then crackles like fuck. That's this. when crackle got mad. No, I think that's when crackles like trying I, to get I out. I am out of here. Oh, you yeah. think? Runs away, but realizes I'm in Thunderdome. I can't get out. Yeah. And at that get point, through those little squares. He's well, small enough. You'll be murdered immediately if you step yeah, out. Yeah, you know? So he's running away, realizing I'm in Thunderdome, and I think yeah. he turns around, and uh, Diggum's already in the chase. Yeah. And then I think Diggum's just going to... What do you think? I think he's going to take him out in one fell swoop, but the uh, question's how. Um, You know those spikes that are on uh, yeah. all over the walls yeah. in the Thunderdome? I feel like he's just gonna. Pin, he's a little guy too. I think he's just gonna pin him up on the wall. Just oh yeah, like maybe spike. he. What maybe if he, he shoots his tongue out, picks him up, and then like whips then, him with his tongue, and then uh, like throws him towards the spike? Towards kind of thing the spikes. Yeah. yeah, I think that's poetic. Yeah, enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, snap, crackle, and pop. Yep. Yeah, but your snap, crackle, dead. <laughs> yes, sir. You are too pretty oh, for this my world. Gosh. Yep. Okay. All right. So, uh, Diggum Frog going on to the next round. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. Next week, our matchup is we got. I think we got maybe a fan favorite here. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Count Chocula. Yeah. Count Chocula yeah. is going up against the uh, Count Chocula against the uh, the Cookie Thief. 
Oh, two <laughs> fan. Crisp. I love Cookie Crisp. Yeah, yeah. bowl of cookies. When I was a kid, delicious. Co- yeah, <laughs> that's Cook- all that cereal is. I know. A fucking bowl of cookies. A bowl of yeah. tiny cookies. Well, I wouldn't know. I was never allowed to eat any of these. Me, things. I wasn't it's- allowed to eat Cookie Crisp because it didn't exist in Canada. Oh, and yeah. so you would see the commercials when you're watching like Care Bears or some yeah. shit or whatever it was, and you'd be like, "I want a bowl of cookies." Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. And then you'd be like, "But they don't have them here." Yeah, yeah. So I had to wait until I was old enough to like. Like travel, right? I'm traveling for cookies. Yeah, you were 12 yeah. years old when you made your first foray out into the world uh, over the states. A box of tiny cookies. <laughs> I will have you know that the absolutely the first time I went to the states, where I was just kind of like going for whatever reason, and stumbled upon a cereal aisle and realized, oh, they have cookie crisp yes. here. I did buy two boxes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Because you ate one box in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> They're not as good as you would think. Well, when you're fucking yeah. six or whatever, goddamn it's basically right they are. thanks, grandma. Corn puffs that look like cookies. <laughs> nah, really? Nah, they were- They're not like cookie dough. It's not like it just is a thing that looks like a cookie that tastes sugary. Yeah. I'm, you know what I always pictured? You remember that box of cookies you used to get from? Uh, in a Happy Meal from yeah. uh, McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. picturing those, but smaller. Like, yeah, I feel like it was more like that. Like I was eating these in, you know, like 1984. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe they were more cookie-like more like, then. Yeah, cookies then, because they were very... And I would eat them with... You could just sit down with the box. Yeah, and just eat them. And just eat them out of the... And it was like a big, big box of tiny cookies. cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love staying I want to do that. Place. It was uh, yeah. the best. Pretend to be a giant. Yeah. 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 Eat tiny cookies, watch Fat Albert's the fucking... Sweet. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I have a job. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Because so, it's less cute when you do it now <laughs> when you're 36. So, All right. Yeah. So come, uh, come by next week and see mm-hmm. some come more. Come on down to next week. Come on, <laughs> come on down to next week and yeah. watch some more cartoon characters beat each other into a bloody pulp. Yep. yep. But until then, you can find us online at facebook.com slash synwpc or twitter.com slash synwpc. Or you can go to modernsuperior.com and find all sorts of stuff. Casey's been writing a review of uh, Escape from Tomorrowland. Yeah, which needs to get the hell up yeah. on that site, which I, I will probably do tomorrow. Good. Yeah, and I got some stuff up there, too. Music, movies, everything. Oh, yeah. So go to modernsuperior.com. Also, listen to the Halloween episode of Lonely Nights with Bruce Douglas. It's Yay! back. Pretty hilarious. I listened to it today. And then you can also listen to the latest Faculty of Horror about children and horror movies. Mm-hmm. Very good episode. So sweet, do that. Sweet. And join us again next week. Yay. There's, There's a ghost safe haven. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.